Welcome back, my friend. Nancy's Morning Meditations. I'm so glad you've joined me. Today, we will be reading five devotions from the book, Walking with Jesus, written by Dr. David Jeremiah of Turning Point Ministries. I would love to hear how these devotions are increasing your faith in Jesus. You can contact me through my website, nancyjoytoyou.com. That's Nancy, J-O-Y, the number two, the letter U, dot com. You can order your own copy of Walking with Jesus by Dr. David Jeremiah by going to their website, davidjeremiah.org. Let's jump in to January's devotions. Happy New Year, everyone. It is January 1st, 2024. Did you like that, Mandy? (laughs) And I don't know about you, but 2023 was a hard year, and I'm excited to turn the page and jump into a new year and see what God has for us. And so I hope you keep coming back because I'm going to be going through several devotion books, including this one, which is called Walking with Jesus by Dr. David Jeremiah. God's Word is full of things for us, encouragement, joy, direction, guidance, wisdom, all kinds of things God wants to teach us, but we have to keep coming back every day. So I hope you join me every day for a great devotion so in 2024 we can all get really spiritually strong and be helping those around us. Let's jump in. January 1st, abide in me. Let's look at John 15 verse 4. John 15 verse 4 says, I'm going to go back to verse 1. I love this chapter. The vine and the branches. I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes, so it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I have over here, hang out with Jesus. And up above I have, pruning is hard but necessary for growth. Abide in me. The Apostle John wrote his gospel after Matthew, Mark, and Luke had written theirs. He took a different approach in telling the story of Jesus, and scholars point out there are no parables in his writings. He let his three associates give us the parables, but John did use analogies such as the branch and the vine. In John 15, Jesus says we are like branches connected to him, the vine. We receive all our nutrients from him. Like a branch receives life from the vine, our life and vitality depend on our unbroken fellowship with him. The sap of the Holy Spirit flows through him to us, bringing us all we need to bear fruit, the fruit of the Spirit. Everything depends on our unhindered daily fellowship with our Lord Jesus. Without Him, we can do nothing of eternal significance. But as we stay in tight union with Him, all His grace flows through us to bear the fruit of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Galatians 5, 22-23 Abide in Him today and let His Word abide in you. That's the sole secret to a fruitful life of walking with Jesus. I love that analogy of how we just need to be sticking with Him, right? If we're just cut off, then we don't get any of the nutrients or the water, just like a branch that's cut off can't live any longer. So we just have to be connected to Him. We just have to be connected to that vine all the time. And so I hope today, my friend, that you take time to read His Word and be studying in the Bible and also be hanging out with other Christians. It's so important. And also, if you haven't been back to church since COVID, my friend, I'm telling you, get yourself back to church. We need to 
be in that fellowship of believers. Because sometimes we are the water and the nutrients feeding other people, and sometimes other people are feeding us because we're all interconnected. We're all just like one big family tree, and every leaf and every branch is important. So I hope that you do stay connected to God and to other Christians, and that you really grow in 2024, and that we just make this, my friends, the best year ever. Have a great day being connected to Jesus, and I'll see you back here tomorrow. Welcome back, my friends, to Walking with Jesus for January 11th. Rats! Let's look at John 14, 27. John 14, 27, I love this verse. Peace I give to you, my peace I leave with you. I do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not let them be afraid. Rats! Anna Scott, a missionary to China in the 1900s, wrote, I slept in a little side room of the chapel. Though there were two or three cats in the chapel, the rats scampered over my bed. Ooh, ooh, my goodness. Through the little room all night. That would make it very hard to sleep, wouldn't it? Had it not been for my mosquito net, I think they would have made personal attacks upon me. One of our young lady missionaries was careless and put her foot outside the net and a gnat gnawed on her big toe. Oh my goodness, these missionaries are dedicated, aren't they? Despite such conditions, God gave Anna such a joy and peace that when her retirement came, she returned home and told her supporters, I'm 69 years old, it is true, but I'm strong and vigorous and I fully believe that I can do a work for at least another term of six and one half years. Wow. And she did at that age. I love it. There are a lot of rats running around, disagreements, divisions, trials, that could nibble away at our peace. But the Lord gives us a comforting peace that the world cannot understand and can never remove. Wow, I love that story. I need not to be complaining about anything in my life because when I sleep, there are no rats nibbling at my toes. She's very dedicated, wasn't she? And I hope we can all be like that and not let the little rats and and mosquitoes and all the little bad things in life just get us angry and upset and get us off of our course, right? The devil loves nothing more than when we're serving God and going along, then something little happens and we get all upset and we go off a different way or we get mad or whatever. He wants us to just keep going despite all all the little things that can happen. So hope today, and especially in all of 2024, you can just remember when something little happens, you think rats, and remember rats nibbling at her toes, and just think she persevered, and she even went back for six and a half more years when she was over 60 years old, almost 70. So surely we can get through today without complaining or griping. So I hope you just learn how to put all the rats at bay for 2024, and I will see you back here, my friends, tomorrow. Welcome back, friends, to Walking with Jesus for January 17th. Spiritual infections. That'll be interesting. Let's look at Hebrews 12, verse 15. Hebrews 12, 15 says, See to it that no one misses the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. Spiritual infections. The spread of the avian flu throughout the world in the last few years led to millions of birds being culled. Once one animal was infected, the entire flock would eventually become infected. So farmers kept their chickens and turkeys inside as a precaution. To save their animals and their livelihoods, farmers took all the preventative measures they could. The same is true of spiritual infections. They can be spiritually dangerous and deadly. For instance... The writer of Hebrew warned about a root of bitterness springing up in an individual, the result being that many become defiled, Hebrews 12.15. 
And Moses warned about the same thing in Deuteronomy 29.18. But wait! If bitterness can be spread like an infection, can positive traits like joy be spread as well? Of course. In fact, joy and similar traits might be viewed as preventions against carnal spiritual infections. We can spread love, joy, peace, and other Christ-like traits to others. Choose today to be a carrier of joy as you interact with others. Be a super spreader of Christ-like traits wherever you go. Yeah, that is scary. And like with COVID and all these things we've been having lately, how things can really spread. But it's true. Joy can spread as well. Have you ever noticed that? If things are kind of going a little down and one person just starts saying, oh, this is so hard or this is too much or whatever, pretty soon everybody else is like, oh, yes, I agree. It's too hard. It's too much. But if one person, just one person can say, well, maybe we could try it this way, or maybe there's a way to turn this around, or maybe we should stop and pray about it, or how can we do this differently? It just takes one person, can turn a whole group of people around. Really, you can. So I like that. Be a super spreader of joy. That's what I want to be today. I'm going to go out there and be a super spreader of joy, spreading joy everywhere I go. Even if I'm having a bad day, I can still speak joy to other people. So I hope today we are all super spreaders of joy and peace and love and fun and get rid of all those bad other spiritual traits. Have a great day being a super spreader, my friend, and I'll see you back here tomorrow. Welcome back, my friends, to Walking with Jesus for January 27th. Field Guide for Life. Let's look at 2 Timothy 3, 16-17. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. When planning a four-day camping trip in the mountains, you will need gear and supplies to make the trip successful, like food, tent, sleeping bag, bug spray, bear spray, especially the bear spray, (laughs) compass, fire starter, rain gear, appropriate clothing, a map, cooking utensils, water, first aid, and so on. After spending a week gathering your gear together, you'll be able to say, I am thoroughly equipped for this trip. Yes, they are equipped. (laughs) Being thoroughly equipped for any trip or task brings a sense of confidence. Regardless of the circumstances you may encounter, you may feel like you are prepared to handle them. Such confidence is what the Word of God provides to those making the earthly journey to their eternal home. Scripture provides believers with truth, warnings, corrections, and instructions that will make them thoroughly equipped for their journey through life, no matter what unexpected circumstances may arise. Confidence and security in life come from knowing God has provided direction and resources for every day, come what may. May the scriptures be your daily field guide for the journey. I love that one. Have you ever been camping? I have, or gone on a big family trip. I usually overpack and pack way more things in the van that we'll ever need. Sometimes the kids are like, why are we bringing this? I'm like, well, you never know when you may need this, but you know, wipes and toilet paper, those are the main things, right? On a trip. It is good to be prepared. And we prepare ourselves every day when we take time to read God's word. When we read the gospel and memorize those words and get them on our heart, then when the hard times come, we can just pull those out. Just like you pull out things from your backpack or your suitcase when you're camping or on a trip, it's easy to pull things out if you're prepared. So I hope today that you take some time to memorize some scripture so you are prepared. And I love that verse. I'll read it again. 2 Timothy 3, 16 to 17. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, reproof, correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. 
I've been told those four different things are for doctrine to telling us what we should do, for reproof, telling us what not to do, for correction, kind of telling us what we should do if we've done something wrong, and instruction in righteousness, how we should be going out and doing the right thing in the right way. So I hope today you put God's word in your heart and we'll see you guys back here tomorrow. Welcome back, my friends, to Walking with Jesus for January 31st. What kind of man? Let's look at Matthew 8.24. Matthew 8.24 says, I'll start with 23. We're talking about Jesus calming the storm. Then he got into the boat and his disciples followed him. Without warning, a furious storm came up on the lake so that the waves swept over the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him and said, Lord, save us, we're going to drown. He replied, you of little faith, why are you so afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the waves and it was completely calm. The men were amazed and asked, what kind of man is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. Most Bible readers are familiar with the amazing story of Jesus calming the storm on the Sea of Galilee. Matthew 8, 23 to 27. But it is easy to overlook the contrast between his two natures. Jesus and his disciples were crossing the sea when a violent storm came upon them. When the disciples turned to Jesus, they found him asleep on a cushion in the stern of the boat. This was Jesus the man who was so exhausted from his ministry that he could sleep in a tossing boat. In that regard, Jesus was like any other human. He got tired, hungry, and thirsty. But then, the opposite dimension of Jesus' person revealed itself when he arose, rebuked the storm, and calmed the waves. This is not normal for the average human, which caused the disciples to ask, What kind of man is this, that even the winds and the sea obey him? Matthew 8, 27. Theologians have wondered, did Jesus calm the storm as a perfect, sinless man or as the Son of God? The answer is yes. <laughs> His humanity and divinity were inseparable. And that's good news for us. As a human, he understands the storms we face. As a son of God, he has the ability to see us through them. I love that story. And that is a perfect example to share with anyone who says, well, is he God or is he man? And the answer is yes, because he is both. He was a man and he slept and he got hungry and he cried and he loved just like all of us. But then he also was God and he healed people and he calmed the storm and he did lots of miracles. And I'm so glad that he is God and man, because I wouldn't want to worship someone who is just a man, someone who's just as good as you and I. What difference is that between them and us? But God is God. And Jesus was man and God. And he stepped out of heaven and became man for 33 years to live among us and to die for us. And then he went back up to heaven where now he is with God reigning again. So I'm really excited about this story today that really shows that it's God and man. And I hope you see that too. And I hope you have a great day just realizing that he is your best friend like a human man would be. But he also is God and he's going to take care of you. Hope you have a great day thinking about how he's God and man. And come back tomorrow, my friends, for some more scripture. Because remember, God's word in your heart is the best way to live. Have a great day and I'll see you tomorrow. And you can order your own copy of Walking with Jesus by Dr. David Jeremiah by going to davidjeremiah.org or by calling Turning Point at 877-998-0222. And I would love to answer any question that you may have about faith in Jesus. Let's get stronger this year in 2024. You can contact me through my website, nancyjoytoyou.com. And I hope you have a wonderful day growing your faith in Jesus.